I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings this is the gloom bringing you weekly interviews with f3 omaha packs exploring their f3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom Ladies and gentlemen, we've got, uh, well, mostly gentlemen, I think, listening. I don't know. I don't really, yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, this this uh, PAX or leader or man is coming to us from the upside down. Uh, he's coming to us. Uh, I love seeing this guy because I, I get to work with him regularly. And it's great when I see him in the gloom, although that's not often enough these days because I don't, I'm not East very often. But man, uh, recently site queue at Futurama. And uh, this is our man, Demogorgon. Man, uh, and Demi for short, right, is what, what I hear your friends call you. That, that seems to be what has sort of fallen into being the shorthand for Demogorgon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think it'd be Demo, but I, anyway. I don't know, whatever yeah. people want to say. Well, know? where we'd like to start these is just uh, who EH'd you, first workout, uh, what, was the, what was it like during that first workout, and then how did we land on the name Demo? I mean, so technically, I think I have to give you the EH. Oh, okay. Tonight's show had mentioned it a couple of times when I'd met with him before, you know, because like I knew uh, Jean Claude's, I went to school with Jean Claude's M. Like, oh, okay. When we were kids, kids, like middle school. And I mentioned that to Ron to Tonight's show, and he said, Oh, I work out with him in the mornings. And I like, the first time you mentioned it, I was thinking like, oh, he plays basketball in a gym or something like that, you know? Yeah. And then it was the pandemic and, you know, uh, we were all cooped up at home and I uh, was looking for something to do because like I was noticing that the uh, clothes I was wearing to the office weren't really fitting me real well anymore. And like, so I was on the prowl for something i found some things like on the internet that had like a similar feel but like you know you normally get so engaged on the internet and for someone who's not you know super well known for being high discipline that was even less likely and then when you mentioned f3 to me once when we were talking during work and uh i kind of just decided to go before my brain could convince me not to Oh. And so I decided I was going to go that first Wednesday that I could make work and uh, to uh, Paradise, and I was late. Oh no! If you recall, because yeah. you were there, I was late, and I missed the pack. And like I didn't know where you guys had gone. I drove around the mall a time or two. Like I kind of hunted, but you know, it's Paradise. You're going somewhere far away yeah and so i didn't really know what to do i just hung out for like 20 30 minutes and then pretty soon you guys came back and i was like uh hi and then you were like oh hey what's going on and you guys let me join in at the like post thing which i mean obviously was not much of a workout for me today <laughs> but you, you guys named me and i always had a suspicion now you tell me if i'm wrong or not 
that you and tonight's show kind of had Demogorgon on deck knowing that I was into D&D before my first one. I think we did. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I know we were going that way. It certainly route. felt like it because it came real quick, and I was I was here for it. I'm like, that's a good name. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, heck yeah. It's a good name. So so then your, so your first post was so, Paradise. So yeah, what, what I, I technically showed up late, but I still got a name, which was cool, and then I went to Future the next day, and like that's probably why I kept coming back. Mm. I think it was probably Othello who ran it, I imagine, which you know what that probably was like. It's high energy and being given hugs and everything. So like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I was back. So what what were your thoughts on the on the workout? Because Othello puts together some pretty tough beatdowns. Yeah, he does. Um, I remember like like dragon ass and like you know, I, I'm sure, pretty sure we probably ran pretty far because I do remember early on if it's if it wasn't that first workout, it was one of the early ones where I was just like we just kept getting farther and farther away from where I parked. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch and like, when are we going back? <laughs> when yeah. does shit end again? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What so tell me about just before F3, maybe what was your what's been your history or experience with with fitness throughout your life? I mean, has it been something you've been like with sports and other exercise or what's it's, been your Yeah, it's basically just been tied to other activities or whatever, school, that kind of thing. So like uh in high school I was on the football team until I got, you know, several many concussions and so decided to maybe maybe I shouldn't do football anymore. Um and so went more the route of theater in high school, but then um I had a little bit more fitness in college because my senior year in high school, uh in homeroom, they had announcements for uh if any any boy wanting to try out for the football team be here. Any girl wanting to try out for the volleyball team be here at this time. Anybody wanting to try out to be a cheerleader be in the gym at this time. And so we started joking in homeroom. Oh, they didn't say any girl. You know, it's some. You know, I should try out. And so it's like, I I dare you to try out. I'll give you twenty dollars if you try out for cheerleading. And I said, you know what? You're going to give me fifty dollars because I'm going to make it. <laughs> and so I did. Nice. And then because I was a cheerleader in high school, when I went to the University of Iowa, that came up. And so the cheerleaders there were like, well, why don't you be a cheerleader here too? And so I did. And so like, that was probably when I was in the best shape of my life. Cause like, I mean, we would do a, like a mile to two miles for a warm up, and yeah. then we would go do two hours of practice throwing the girls up in the air and then we do weight training and stuff like that. So like, I, like I've never really like enjoyed the, the discipline of the workout. I'm not, you know, I'm a lazy man at heart. And so, but like doing, being a part of that kind of whipped me into shape. And since then it's probably, you know, been not much in the way of fitness. Yeah. I I have never heard that story. That is such a good story. That's awesome. So you were a cheerleader at Iowa for a couple for, years? I mean, I was only there for a couple of years, but I was a cheerleader while I was there. And because That's... I got to be Herky a couple of times. So. No way. That is so cool. 
and that's hard work because you're tra- i mean you're like literally throwing the mm-hmm. girl cheerleaders and then like catching them or like yeah and then actually there was a couple because like we would do pyramids and stuff too and so like you know being a bigger guy i was tr- typically on the bottom obviously um but there were like a couple of smaller guys that would have to be like a second level of the pyramid there was one that we did that we called candlesticks where like you know how they throw the girl up and then she stands on the guy's shoulders yeah well i did that with a guy oh, yeah. on my shoulders and then someone did that with a girl in front of me with her on his shoulders and then the dude on my shoulders would have her stand on his on top of me so i had a me <laughs> and guy on my shoulders and then girl on his shoulders oh my gosh dude i'm i gotta google this i'm gonna look i'm gonna look this up i maybe we'll make this the picture for your episode <laughs> you and your is it out there maybe there's a slim chance my mom might have some pictures that's so cool well so so okay so then you so then you so that's your fitness story right so then you start f3 and we're like running and doing boot camp stuff and i mean how how have things gone for you or how do you feel like i mean it's it's been it's been hilly like i got i got a lot slimmer there for a little while but then you know i was going like five days a week and that's just not really sustainable with kids and you know pushing 40 and stuff so it's like i gotta listen to when my body gets creaky in the morning to yeah. not always have to be out there. So I get like maybe two a week, three a week if I'm lucky. And so I'm up a little. I recognize that I need to work on diet next. But yeah, there you that's go. That's the hard part. Yeah. Have you done queen service or been engaged in any of that stuff? Uh, I'm, I'm like on the Slack channel, but I haven't really dive, dove into it okay. so much. I know I should, but yeah. Like, Tell me, you made a comment about being a lazy man at heart. What do you mean by that? Oh, I'm I'm a lazy man at heart. Given given the opportunity to like sit around and like help take a nap, I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like doing a thing. I like going places. Like I love camping and hiking and like you know I really enjoy F three now. But like, damn, sometimes just a nap is where it's at. Yeah, and. I mean, I've got a nice covered porch on the front of my house. And, you know, I would say there's probably, a, you know, you drive by my house, there's a 50-50 chance you're going to see me sitting out on my porch. Yeah. Just enjoying the weather. Like today is gorgeous. It was like 60 degrees and it's like rainy a little bit. I'm like that's that's my jam. Right that's there. a good nap day for sure. Yeah. Wow. Good day to sleep in. Well. Wow. So then how, tell me how that works though, because you're still willing to get up and go and get out in the gloom. So what is it that pulls you out of bed on those mornings? I tell you what, a, a big factor in it is that it happened during the pandemic. Oh, sure. Because during the pandemic, like I have my kids half the time and all of a sudden they didn't have school and they couldn't go to daycare. And like, we don't live in the same house. Like, how do we navigate that? So what we found worked for us in the early days of the pandemic, at least, were that whoever they stayed with that evening, you know, at night for our schedule was fine. But like during the day, if they were with me, I'd take them over to her house in the morning and they'd stay there till about lunchtime. And then at lunchtime, they'd come over to my house. Nice. 
And what that allowed us to do is like I could stack meetings in the mornings. So when I knew that the kids wouldn't be around and I could still work in the afternoon and like be available for floor work, mm -hmm. but not have to be fully present. And so like when we started doing that, there's also the pandemic, like time had no meaning. So I started waking up at like four in the morning anyway, because it's yeah. like I woke up at four and started working. I could actually have my work day done by then. Yeah. It wouldn't even matter if I was there. And as long as I was reachable, what, what, what's the difference there? Yeah. And so I was kind of already on, like working myself into that sleeping schedule for work convenience. And then, uh, yeah, when I was like, well, I might have, that was part of my being able to get out there the first time was like, I don't need to convince myself to wake up that much because like I'm already, already doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. I, I appreciate your honesty. And um, I think I, I know one of the things I'm working on is trying to rest more, you know, so I, I'm envious of your of, of some of that, you know, I one of the things I remember when you and I talked, there was an online sort of community that that you were looking at. Yeah. And I, one of the things, and I think you ended up still joining that, right? I did, because I had done it, like, right the week before. There's a book here that I got that I've been meaning to, like, bring and, like, share. That's called The Strenuous Life. Oh, yeah. It's based off of, like, that is, like, a quote from uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And so... It's all like this book is like it just sort of outlines the different because it's sort of like grown up scouts. So this online community, right, was sort of and it was during the pandemic. So I think you saw a lot of this, right, sort of creating yeah. online online fellowship opportunities. But tell me about the second F piece within F3. I mean, if you know, if you showed up and Othello is the cue, right, you're going to get a glimpse of fellowship. Yeah. And but, but like, how did you get engaged in that side of things? Uh, just, I mean, I think it's probably the answer you hear the most is like going to coffee, Yeah, you know, and the, uh, like first time, you know, I don't think I was going at the beginning. Well, no, because my first one was paradise that I showed up late to and that had Q source after. Oh yeah. So like I did the, the post thing and everything got my name, but then I was there for Q source. So that was kind of like my first impression. What do you think? What do you think of QSource that first day? I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, I didn't know what you guys were talking about or what you had read or anything. But, um, and you know, at this point, is you know, pushing three years ago, I probably don't remember what the conversation was about. Yeah. But um, I remember thinking, like, okay, well, it sounds like some of these guys are dealing with similar shit that I'm dealing with, and, um like i feel like you know most guys say you know coffee is where it's at like i've always told new guys you know coffee is why you come the workouts the price of admission yeah i love that so i feel like having q source kind of be a first impression isn't isn't typical for most guys who come because most guys probably come for the free workout and they're like oh, okay yeah no i gotta get going i'll take off yeah yep but then, you know, when a guy comes to coffee and like has a decent conversation with a person, then they want to go have coffee. 
Yeah. How did how did you do you remember like the first so after Q source? I mean, was coffee just pretty much I guess well, I, think, for, I yeah. think after Q source, yeah, I must have gone to coffee at Scooters yeah. after Future the next day. And uh with a fellow there, um, I'm sure we probably ended up talking about like art and theater because we're both into that, you know. Yeah. Like, when I couldn't do football and sports anymore in high school, that's what I did. And like that was kind of my thing. I did that again in college too when I came back and went to Dana in in the shows there. So that's always been something that's been big to me. And I'm sure we connected over that. And you know, Othello's a big personality. So yeah. I mean, were, were you expecting to run in, into any other theater guys in in a men's workout group? I mean, were you thinking this? I mean, much of not, not really. No. And then U-Haul came not long after I did or right around when I did. And he's in the theater, too. And so yeah. we connected over that. And so, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really what I expected. And it's like I that's what one thing that I really dig about this community is like we're so like. <laughs> just we have varied interests and in all different kinds of things like you know we've got we all talk about how each different you know like subregion has its own feel mm -hmm. sarpy and there's west and and you know east and the east side and i don't know it just everywhere somebody has a different vibe and i can connect with with people over anything like with a fellow in u-haul it's theater with like all face it's nerdy techie stuff yeah and, you know with woody it's over like tinkering and making stuff and so it's like all these like you know weird disparate aspects of my personality that i can you know relate with different people you know across the the packs yeah I love that. It, it's so cool because I, I, I hope every guy is leaning in enough to get that type of yeah. experience. You know? And then, you know, when you find, start to get to know the guys and it usually comes from being at coffee is you start to have the more, you know, real conversations. And so that's how you end up with groups like, you know, like what uh, Doppler and Patton and Blades of Glory and Thor and all of those, and all of us have built with the, you know, sort of D3 as we've called it, that uh divorce dads and drinks and kind of thing but you know drinks optional for those yeah. of you who, you know want to stay away from the drinks from now on but yeah i mean there's always someone to connect with someone to learn from yeah have you been able to go to d3 uh, i haven't been as consistent in recent months but like i'm trying to make a commitment especially now that they're you know more consistently the last Wednesday of the month and there being places like DJs on 114th and Dodge, like that's a lot more reasonable to me for me to get to at five o'clock. Yeah. As compared to like some of those ones that are out on like 180th and I'm like traffic from Benson out to 180th. Yeah. No way. Not, <laughs> not at that hour. No yeah. way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. How what's it been like to have that group of guys support you through your it's, I mean it's great because like I've got I've been able to particularly with like Doppler and Patton been able to like vent to them when stuff's frustrating me with my my kids mom and you know navigating that as I you know start to have a relationship you know outside of that and 
dealing with her reaction to, you know, me changing. Like that's, that's one thing that uh, has been a consistent theme. I find since F since I joined F3 is that like when arguments happen with my, with my kid's mom, it often comes around in a circle to, well, why couldn't you get better like this for me? Mm. And so it's, it's nice to be able to have guys who have been through some of these kinds of conflicts and can see them through the benefit of hindsight. So like, I look at it like I've got Patton and I've got Doppler as my like divorce coaches. Mm -hmm. Patton's 20 years down the road. Doppler's 10 years down the road. I'm at five now. So I'm like, you know, when I'm losing my mind, I can't focus, can't think because I'm so pissed off about something that just happened. And it's probably just a text message that I got, you know, just like seeing I can shoot a message to Doppler and he'll be like, I get it, dude. Calm down. She's just trying to get to you. She's just flailing. She's, you know, whatever. And it's, it's great to have, have just that, like I said, their benefit of hindsight. That's so cool. That's, I, that's, that seems to me like the main reason, right? Why we, why we do this whole thing that we do is just to benefit from each other's experience. And what, what um, so you're five years, five years out and um, I guess, how are things going? Or I, I guess you mentioned that you changed. What do you think has changed since starting F3? Or maybe it's been a longer journey than that, but where do you um, see the growth? I mean, plenty has changed. Like the fact that I'm working out at all, like, cause I wasn't when I was married mm-hmm. pretty much like at all. The extent of my working out might've been like climbing the stairs to my attic office that I had at the time, uh, maybe playing switch or something like that, swinging my arms around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I didn't really do much and I can admit to that. And, um, but on top of just the fitness, like I have like stood up for myself in ways that I never would have before Mm -hmm. and, um, been able to like, I mean, I'm still working on enforcing boundaries. That's, that's like where I struggle the most. Yeah. It's like, Ooh. Boundaries are hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is it? Because when I see you just, you know, and I haven't known you, uh, you know, just three, you know, a little over three years, but I feel like your, your confidence, like this, like this, um, like a light in your eyes almost of like, you know what you're, you know what you're doing, you know what you're saying, and you're confident in the direction you're going with your life you know, I think is what I, what I see, but do you feel that? I don't know. I think it's funny that you say that because like my big thing that I struggle with the most is absolutely imposter syndrome. Mm. Like, um, 
yeah, I, I kind of, it probably comes from, you know, having in reverse order at this point, I guess, you know, uh, getting a divorce and also like going through like, I can't remember now, two or three layoffs, mm -hmm. like a long, pretty long period of not having a job before I was here and or before I was at Nebraska Medicine. Um, I mean, that sort of beat up my confidence quite a bit. Oh. What, uh, and, and I mean, I, it's just, yeah, it's imposter syndrome all the way. There's kind of like that feeling in the back of my mind where it's like, okay, what when things are going well, which like for the most part, like I feel like things are feeling pretty okay most of the time. Um, I feel like I'm kind of like always waiting for like when, when's the other shoe drop? What's yeah. going to go wrong? Because that's just the way it's always gone. Like, yeah. You know, I can, I have found in my past that when I feel secure is when I get slapped. Hmm. And so I tend to feel like, you know, any moment someone will like figure out that I have no business being here. Yeah. How, is that just even go back to childhood you feel like is that just a lifelong sort of thing where you you've almost gotten so used to being down that being up is just i mean cool. maybe yeah like i kind of um yeah I, I mean i feel like you know whenever i have have like achieved something it's always just sort of felt accidental mm. you know yeah, like, like that's definitely, even like you know things I did in high school like I did art and stuff in high school and I like won awards for some of the things that I created and painted and and whatnot and I've had a piece hang in the Joslin for like a student exhibit and nice. stuff like that but it's like that all still just feels accidental to me it doesn't feel like I was just drawing because I like to draw I like to I like to make a thing. I feel really good after I've done something and created something. And I mean, that's probably like where I get the most of my dopamine. But like when, when I excel at work or like I find myself in a position like kind of more elevated than I've been before. Not that I like lead people, but I lead a process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like, you know, people are just like, he doesn't really know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and on some level, like the, you know, working for the hospital and having zero healthcare background for a lot of what we do, I really don't have any idea what's going on for some of the stuff because it's just outside my education. Yeah. But what I can do, and that's kind of like all I do is just fo focus on what I can have some sort of impact on. Yeah. What, I, what can I control? Well, I can do this, this, and this. And I mean, I think what makes me, I was thinking about answers for the, you know, leading up to this, what I was going to say about things. And um, 
I mentioned earlier that like I'm a lazy man at heart and I feel like part of the reason I'm excelling at my current job is because I spend most of my time thinking about ways to make other people's jobs go more smoothly. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's kind of like that old, you know, that old adage, like if you want to get something done, give it to a lazy man and you'll find it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. What you know, and thank you so much for just sharing your honesty of where you're at. And and you know, I think it's I think we all struggle. I know I certainly do with just just identity and sort of you know, the it can be easy to find your identity in sort of this, you know, work success or achievement or you know, but I I've I feel like I hear you saying you ha you have just this long history of like being creative and innovative, liking to make and, and build things. Um, but still sort of some of the, like at times feeling like, I don't know if I'm deserving of this, you know, I guess does that in any way for you connect to this third F piece? I mean, is there an element of maybe a higher power or, or faith or some other belief system that you've, used to kind of make sense of it all or how do you how do you put the pieces together what's what's been your third f experience i guess um my third f experience i think i don't know might be more unique than most because frankly like when you told me about f3 I don't, I don't have a great relationship with faith throughout mm -hmm. my life to be yeah. honest with you and uh when you told me about it like that was the part that made me the most hesitant yeah. Not the getting up in the morning, not the running, even though I hadn't run since like college. And I'm like, I'm, I, you said, oh, we're not running that far, which is an outright lie. If you have any <laughs> by the way. Sorry, that was a lie. I think I did that to khakis too. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, that that didn't scare me. Like I knew I'd be the back of the pack, but you said that they don't leave anyone behind, which is true. And I'm still like often the six, but I'm not always the six anymore. And so like that that didn't scare me off. the The faith thing made me apprehensive because, oh. like, I mean, I did you know youth groups and stuff in high school and had bad experiences with people I, I don't know being like rigid in their understanding of faith and like i've always i mean to me i think it you know might piss some people off but i think it's kind of arrogant to even claim to understand what a higher power could would or does want from us mm. if there is if there is a higher power it's clearly beyond our understanding. So to even claim, you know, what you should, what, what it's after is just, mm. I, I think it's the height of arrogance. To me. I, my journey with faith through F3, I think has been more about like in the free to lead book, it talks about it not being a, a you know, a religious faith, but being, a belief in something outside oneself mm -hmm. and so to me i kind of took that literally 
And like, obviously I believe in something outside of myself because there's all these people around me, mm. you know, that's yeah. outside of myself. And so I found that I started growing more. It's like, I remember when I started or uh, probably a couple of years ago, maybe a year into my, my being a part of F3. Um, I was just dealing with, with frustrations with my ex and, and my, you know, trying to live my life without being like managed by that relationship or like held down by that relationship anymore. And I was struggling mm -hmm. and I was pissed. I was still coming to F3 every day and that was good. I was getting in shape. I was feeling better physically, but like, I was just, I was just mad and pissed off about my situation and how it seemed like nothing was changing with regard to that. And, um, a good friend of mine from high school, uh, her name's Katie messaged me and said, because it was still, you know, kind of covid -y. It was like on the tail end or like getting to be more managed, but I don't think the vaccines were out yet or anything like that. But uh, she said, hey, would you mind helping out um, for a party to serve food to help prevent, you know, spread away, like wear gloves and a mask and serve so like not everybody's hands in the face. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. For what? She's like, well, you know, and my mom passed away in January. Mm -hmm. and, I was like, oh. and like, I was like, so yeah, I'll be there, you know, because this was a girl who I was in all like the theater shows with. And when we did Les Mis, she was like the Cosette to my Valjean. She's like the daughter or whatever. And mm -hmm. Um, so like we were close, we did all the shows together. And so like her mom was always there and like, to the point where like, I just called her mom, mm -hmm. you know, like most of the theater kids did. And, um, so I said, yes, of course I'll be there. She told me when it was. And I like took the kids to my parents' house for the day. And I just made myself available for the whole day, despite like everything else that was going on. And, um, uh, like there there was a lightness mm. to, to my feelings that day i was able to put down what was troubling me and be there for someone that i hadn't even seen in a long time and uh but uh it was good and like frankly it was a big part of changing my situation with my relationship at the time too because like uh that was where i like reconnect or where i connected with my current girlfriend because it was uh it's katie's sister mm. who i never really like got to know in high school despite the fact that we both went to the same school we just like her sister and she like we just all ran in different circles and like my being there sort of like just to be there for them knowing what they were going through like 
just kind of opened up new doors, you know? Wow. And that, so that happened during the, during the pandemic, sort of also in the middle of your separation or maybe a year, year. Yeah. So lots going on. And you think it was just, just that sort of realizing how short life is or, or maybe just sort of somebody else, you know, somebody else's needs become coming in front of yours and sort of realizing your, I mean, I call it that one for sure. Like it was like, I was so like just dwelling on what was bothering me yeah and yeah i think on like some measure it's like you know like there are other people with bigger problems yeah i'm i'm pissed off because i'm not getting my way right now yeah or you know i'm not you know i'm lonely whatever whatever it may be it's like it was just different to be able to set aside my shit, just not worry about it for a day and then just start to like be there for the people that were around me. And like, you know, like I said, I hadn't talked to most of like a lot of people from school or anything like that in years. So it's like, now that I'm, you know, not in my married relationship and there's not really like those connections anymore. It's like, well, what other connections do I have? I've got to have three, but like, yeah, given the opportunity, I jumped at it. That's awesome. I, I really, I like that example of just like sometimes the best way to forget about what I think is wrong in my life is to help serve other people, you know, just completely take the focus off yourself. I love that. You know, I, I'm also curious too. I want to go back because um, I do think I, I appreciate you sharing your perspective on faith and just, you know, even the concept of a higher power. But I, I want to ask you a question about our workouts then in F3 Omaha. I mean, how are we how are we doing at being open to other men that might have your similar beliefs? Are we I mean, lean in one way or another? Are we, have you felt like you're still... I mean, I you're still coming out, so. Yeah, I still come out. I haven't felt uncomfortable in any ways. There's definitely Good. dudes that are more churchy than others. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would probably count you among them. Yeah. I'm sure you would probably, <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, like, oppressively so. Yeah. Which, like, I've been to places where, you know, I've been in situations where it's oppressively churchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like at the same time, like we've got people of other faiths that are that are in the packs, and oh. um, there's been like appreciation and um, like full on acceptance that like whenever I lead a queue, I don't I don't say a Christian prayer or a traditional prayer. I found uh, when I was reading this book. Uh, called the book of joy they talk about you know there's obviously it's a book about the dalai lama and the archbishop and um so there's a lot about buddhism in it and there's this Mm -hmm. great prayer buddhist prayer that like i'm like you know what that's mine from now on and so that's what i say when i when i cue so and there's like I've had, you know, guys who come up to me and they're like, wow, that reminds me a lot of such and such prayer that we say where I go. You're, yeah. you know, it sounds like this. And it's like, cool. That's right awesome. 
I love that. I, that's, that's fantastic. And I appreciate you doing that. Cause I, I think somebody else, I forget who it was that we had interviewed. Maybe it was slick, but we, somebody else, we were talking about that. Like, like the only way for, for this to feel not so Christian is to keep EH and guys that are not Christian and then encouraging them to, to share their, whatever they believe, you know? Exactly. And that's kind of, kind of the way that I've, felt about it is like if we want to make this feel not christian like i'm not going to say a christian prayer i'm, I'm no. going to introduce these guys who've maybe never heard a buddhist prayer before but then realize that it has all the same values in it so, yeah and the prayer at the end is that is that bother you at all or or not really because it's i mean it's what it is it's what it is yeah awesome hey tell me i want to talk a little bit about leadership so i remember uh, your VQ being awesome. Uh, and so I want to hear about that. And then also want to hear your, just your journey uh, taking over the the flag and then hand it off to, to stitches, but start with your VQ. How did, how did that go? And yeah. You know, tell guys that weren't there what, what they missed out on. Well, so, so for my VQ, I did it at future. It made sense to me because that was my first full workout. Yeah. And it's like, really, like, it's what kept me coming back because, like, the fellow's crazy ass and um, just being so high energy and everything. And there's just, you know, there's just so much room for activities in the future. Yeah. And so I decided to, you know, when I was gearing up to do a VQ, everybody said, just don't worry about it too much. Come up with some moves and then talk about your name how you got it and why and what brings you out to F3. And so like I decided to lean really hard into my name and like I went for the D and D Demogorgon rather than the stranger things one. And so like I spent time researching the lore and I like wrote out like blurbs about the Demogorgon is the, the prince of all demons and he is uh, the Lord of chaos and he's, he's the prince of demons because he's just the baddest MF there is. And none of the rest of them <laughs> see him. And, um, I even like, you know, so I was like, okay. And, you know, I gave that little introduction. We were off in the Rose garden doing a, a warmer Emma. And then I decided that, you know, I got to at least mention stranger things because I'm sure that's where you and tonight show got the name originally. Yeah. And we've got that beautiful wall right there. So we had to spend some time in the upside down. And yeah. so, like, meanwhile, I had like, you know, the Stranger Things music playing while we did some chicken peckers and some uh, Australian mountain climbers and wall sits. And I mean, anyone who's been to one of my cues at Future in the past three years has basically done that. Yeah. That thing because <laughs> I know for a fact that like Caruso has decided to not show up to a queue on a Thursday when I've when I've been in charge, so because he knew we'd be upside down. Yeah, um, love it. And then uh, for the the bulk of the thing, we went down to the the landing at the bottom of the stairs, where we had my three uh, D printed dice that I whipped up, and we did uh, you know my tried and true emergency beat down that I keep in my phone now. Of you roll the twenty to see how many of whatever the twelve tells us to do. Yeah. And if you roll a one, you got to re-roll twice. 
Heck yeah. It was, it was so well done and, and really well thought out. I think that's what I love about guys doing their VQ. Timing worked really well too. Like I was surprised at how perfectly it worked for like just being right at the right time for Omaha. Yeah. And, uh, to give it a little bit of a, you know, a and d feel um, instead of cones, I used tiki torches. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm curious your thoughts on this because I, I think like some of what we're hoping, right, is is by leading a workout and then eventually leading a site that you that you get some of your mojo back or your confidence back and realize like, oh, like these guys just showed up and listened to me and you know, told me good job. And you know, I don't I don't know. Was that your experience? I mean, did that help with some of your confidence? Yeah, I mean, I I do think it helps to like lead a workout and have guys show up and like especially if you like I've I've led a couple of smoke shows in in my few years that like I've had guys like be like damn yeah. ones that I didn't really intend to be smoke shows I just found out while doing it, it's like oh damn this is this is tougher than I expected it to be mm -hmm. um, but yeah like I mean it is it is a boost to have you know the packs there to support you and and like you know appreciate and then the fact that there's always going to be someone there so yeah. like i think i think when i decided i wanted to be a psych you i think it was um like i decided i wanted futurama because it was just fun and it's also being on a thursday morning i don't have my kids wednesday night so i can always be there on a thursday morning oh. so like if there's any site that I could have done, that one just made the most sense. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I I think when I started, I didn't realize that the site cues changed too. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, like there was. I showed up one day and they were because this is mind you, this is before I was like looking at Twitter and watching any of the stuff. Like people would be like, "Oh man, plagues on the queue this morning." I'm like, "How do you know this? Like what?" <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys like texting me? Is there a group text I'm not on or something? Yeah. And uh, then one day a, a fellow was giving it to mac and cheese. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, that changes too. I'm like, led in a rotating fashion. Okay, sure. Yeah. Since I just hadn't thought that deep into it yet. And so after that happened, I was just thinking about it for, for a couple of weeks. And then, like, I mean, it was probably, and you have to ask him, it might have been a month after he got the flag. I went up to Mac and Cheese and I said, Hey, I want your flag when you're done. Nice. And he said, Okay. And so like that's that was like basically decided then. And um <clears throat> like I would say that I was nervous going into it, um, because I wasn't sure I could do it because like I said, I'm I'm a lazy, lazy man. And to hedge my bets to the best of my ability one the day we did the flag pass at coffee when there was like 30 dudes at coffee at scooters i made a list on my phone of the next four months of thursdays and i passed my phone around the circle for people to sign up for nice, nice. so I, <laughs> I had three months off of the bat filled i'm like okay now i can go you know a little more reasonably after that and then to also like levy it in my favor, I decided, you know, because Spacebar told me one day when he was site Q at 
heavy metal, he said, I buy coffee for whoever cues that day. It's like, well, I don't drink coffee. I don't always get something when we go. So I don't want to do that. So I whipped up F3 coasters. Yeah. There they are. They I, are. I got one. I got one. That's yeah. I, I, it's nice. There's two or three guys, I think. I think it's less than five that have the set of black and white. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. And that's 3D printed, right? 3D printed. Yeah, I made that file from scratch. And after plenty of trial and error, got like consistent prints and got to the point where with my newer printers, oh, I was yeah. able to uh, whip out three of them at a time. Nice. And with my newest one, I could probably pull off six at a time. Um, yeah. But since it's just black and white, what I would do is I would print a set with white on top. And then rather than switching the filament back, I would just start another set with the white on the bottom and the black on the top. And so nice. like, I could, I could pump out like, uh, like 12 or 15 of them in a day just while I was working because like I, all I had to do was go down there and flip the, the color every few hours. Heck yeah. And, yeah, it just, I, I feel like it sort of served to have dudes ask me to queue because they wanted a coaster. Yeah. Exactly what I was aiming for. Got me down there for sure. <laughs> what, uh, and I just wanted to see it. So I'm curious, what, what do you think you learned, I guess, if anything, from being a site queue or what, what, um, what'd you gain from that experience? Um, I mean, consistency for one. Yeah. Cause you gotta be, you gotta be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I think I missed two over the course of my year. And I think both of them were just straight up that my Jetta wouldn't get through the snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a couple of times, like, you know, when I would make that be known, like someone would swing by like black flag swung by and pick me up one time when I couldn't get through the snow. And so like, I tried my best to be there all the time. Um, I think another good lesson uh, to take from being a PsyQ uh, and from F3 in general is just like modify as necessary. Because mm. like, I know I didn't hit all the things on the head with being a PsyQ. Like, I'm no good at Twitter. Like, I did a couple of good ones at the beginning, but like, there's just too much else going on in life that like, you know, most of the times yeah. if a guy shot out a pre-blast, sweet. I might not catch it to do a retweet or a like that day. And uh, so I, I think a lesson there is, you know, a little bit of self-forgiveness, like getting that you're not, you're not going to hit the target every time Yeah. For, for, with every arrow. Absolutely. So. I think, I think you're spot on. And I, and I think, the other thing that's awesome is that's totally okay, right? I think it's almost expected that every guy's going to do it a little bit differently. You know, I know that there are weeks that I probably didn't get a backblast posted for, that someone sent me, and part of that is because like so many of the guys who would queue or had are or had been site queues, so would just do it themselves. So like I know that was one that I didn't really do. Yeah, backblast. I wasn't super consistent on. Well, it had to be better than Mufasa, right? He was a site queue and didn't well, do yeah, it. anything better than. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, I'm curious if, if um, you know, I guess anything else that you want to share as we're just kind of wrapping up here, anything maybe we didn't cover that you would want guys to know or? 
Um, <clears throat> let me see if I wrote anything down. I mean, I think that, you know, the takeaway is to just like, I mean, when I describe F3 to people, I talk about that, you know, F3 is the coffee and, you know, the workout is the price of admission. Like, yeah. that's, that's the way I like to think about it. Like, I mean, and we'll, we'll joke about it being a cult and um, it probably is. Yeah, it definitely is not the <laughs> definition. Like when you go to Webster's, like it it fits. Yeah, you don't know till the last day, though. Is the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But like, there's worse cults to be a part of. Yeah, for and sure. Like you know, I haven't been given any Kool Aid, so I, I yeah. think I think we're doing okay. Yeah, where where do you need encouragement? If we see out there, if we were to shoot you a text, what would be a place we could encourage you in? I mean. Like I said, I mean, I'm always kind of struggling with that uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder if I can find this thing quickly. I, I found one image once that I thought, like, reframed imposter syndrome in a really great way. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Well, some of it too, from, from free to lead, you know, the sad clown, right. Of Tony Soprano yeah. and just the idea of feeling like you got to be different on the outside than you feel on the inside, you know, um, exactly. Um, and that's something that I, I think, I don't know that that ever goes away for us. Right. I mean, I think it just, it comes and goes and, you know, certain seasons we keep it at bay a little bit better and, you know, but you know, Mm -hmm. so like uh one th I, I i saved this image this is like a tweet or something from somebody that i just thought was brilliant because it flips imposter syndrome on its head a little bit and it just makes me laugh and sometimes when i'm stuck in like circular thinking about everything that's wrong mm. sometimes you just need to get like knocked out of that cycle you know yeah laughter is one way of doing that so uh let me read this it's not long yeah my life has been so much better ever since i traded my imposter syndrome to brilliant comment syndrome do i deserve anything in life hell no will i grasp at it anyway hell yes my art has never been worth a damn but watch me bullshit my way into art school i'm a horde i'm a horrid goblin but watch me make these people like me am i qualified to do this task well, I sure have the certificates that say I am. And how did I get those? Who knows? Not me. I'm so good at cheating. I don't even have to break a single rule to do it. I'm brilliant, fast, and absolutely drunk with power. <laughs> What's that called? Brilliant con man syndrome. Brilliant, brilliant con man syndrome. I love it. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. I think a lot of guys can identify with just, just that feeling, right? Of you know, not always uh, feel like you can show how you feel on the outside or showing how you feel on the inside on the outside, you know, but I appreciate you, brother. This, this has been really good. I uh, really like just hearing your story and um, sure. Yeah, and, uh, people want to know other like more famous figures that have imposter syndrome. I watch Adam Savage, uh, his YouTube channel a lot. He's the, you might remember him from Mythbusters. He's the yeah. goofy one. Yeah. Um, he talks about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
I love it. That's a good and good resource for guys that are listening. And and you know, I think it, when guys see you out there, or if they have your uh, phone number, they can shoot you a text yeah. and just yeah, remind sure. you. We we appreciate you for for who you are on the day that you show up and when we get to be next to you. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, let's do a little name rama here. I'll start. Right Brandon Flair, thirty seven, the plague. Chase Dudo, thirty nine, Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Oh. See, and that's it's tough if we're next to each other and I've started doing this like scream and you do the like a, it's like a reverse scream, you know. Yeah, it's like a it's like an inward vocal fry. Yeah. 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 That is that the technical it's name? Like, yes, that's what it's called. It's <laughs> if you if you listen to the Tenacious D song Inward Singing, that's basically what I'm doing. That's awesome. Hey, this has been good, man. Have a good rest of your day. See ya. Later, brother.